Hey there, boys and girls. It's your old podcast pal, Ralph, here. Why don't you check out The Ralph Report? That's my daily show, Monday through Friday. You can get an earful of me, and we have a pretty good time. Plus, if you're a Hollywood Babylon fan and you subscribe at the three- or four-star general levels, you can get the entire back catalog of Hollywood Babylon, the past decade of Babylon's, for you to listen to at your leisure. Plus, the four-star tier, they get to watch us record the show live once a week. Plus, there's uh, live stream events, all kinds of goodies. Why don't you go check it out? Over there at Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P A T R E O N.com slash the Ralph Report. Or check us out at theralphreport.com. It's time to babble the fuck on. It's Hollywood Babylon. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. It is Saturday night in San Diego, everybody! At Comic Con 2023, so let's babble the fuck on. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Hey! This you forgot it? what seats we sat in, didn't you? you I, like, I you literally gotta, did. I was like, am I, I on the right or left? It's been a fucking minute. Um, it has uh, been an amazing Comic-Con. This is the end of Comic-Con for, for me. After this, I'm all done mm. and stuff. So The last one ever? Ever, no. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm fucking, I've had such a great time, and I was looking forward to tonight, not because I was like, I want to be over, but this is a, the beautiful way to cap it. We're at the movies pop up here at the Tin Roof Inn in San Diego for the second year in a row with a sold out fucking house. Put your hands together so folks at home know you're real. Thank you for being here, everybody. We appreciate it. To you, my good friend. Yeah, can we have a conversation about what's going on here? Yes, I'm having a hurricane, kids. For those folks I can't who believe they're celebrating drinking at a bar. For those folks who aren't aware what a hurricane is, it's an alcoholic beverage. Right? Kevin Smith is drinking an alcoholic beverage. And I was, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, I started receiving uh, texts and emergency alerts. And uh, there was an amber alert that came on my phone. Booze is missing. It's in Smith's belly. Kevin Smith is drinking. He's drinking alcohol. Famous, the guy who never drank booze is now drinking alcohol. Yeah. Stay in your fucking lane. That's all I guess I'm saying. <laughs> well, you've always made it look so fun and cheery. Because it is fun, but yes. it's not for you. It's my fun. I, I've, uh, I, I think of the two, I've seen you drunk. Yeah, you have. <laughs> when have you seen me not drunk is the question. And it always made me scared to drink because I'm like, boy, it turns you into a bitter human being and shit. How dare you, sir? <laughs> but the, I, I find the fruity drinks like... It put me in, 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 a, in a happy place. Oh, now you're seeing the magic. Yeah, I kind of I kind of get it, man. Last Careful, night, it's a slippery slope, my friend. In what way? I'm just going to book a double room at a, at a rehab for us, just in case. <laughs> That'd be amazing if we went to a rehab together and shit. That'd be a sitcom, is like, what that would Mr. be. Mr. Garman, how long have you been drinking? You're like, fucking 50 years. My I'm, whole life. Yes. Mr. Smith, how long have you been drinking? I'm like, two weeks. <laughs> and I've got a problem. <laughs> 
Um, I guess it started with blue milks at the at the scum and villainy cantina. Yes. And now you're just carrying it over to San Diego, and there's no stopping you. And here's the thing I know about you. Because Kevin was the guy who went on like, all right, I'm just going to eat potatoes for like a fucking year. That's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to lose weight. All right, I'm going to smoke weed, but I'm going to start when I wake up, and then I'm going to put the last joint down when it's dangling out of my mouth when I go to sleep at night. So I know you're like a full commitment guy. Yeah. My fear is you're going to be you're going to be a boozer of epic proportions. No, not at all. Only during podcasts. <laughs> of which you do about a hundred a week. Every fucking day. Uh, but tonight I'm taking it easy. Last night I drank ten fucking hurricanes. Oh, Jesus. Um, but tonight, just two for, to start with. We'll see what happens. Hurricane warning. That's all. Um, I got to give it up for, to Dr. Josh Roush over here. Give it up for Dr. Josh Roush. Does the sight and sounds of uh, Hollywood Babylon every week? He lit up like Christmas last night when I was like, can I get like a pina colada? He's like, you're in a drink? <laughs> Took off like the fucking flash. Came back with fucking a tray full of drinks and stuff. We had 10 last night. It was amazing. <laughs> yes. He kept feeding me drinks all night long. I was like, I think I'm going to get fucked. Trying to get laid. <laughs> did you have a hangover? I did not. I woke up like, uh, everyone kept saying last night, like, you better drink a lot of water. And I was like, you better fucking leave me alone. <laughs> See? I know. I now turning, you're one of us. Turning into Robin One of us. <laughs> one of us. But I woke up like totally fine. I, although at one point, like I was. That'll change. Well, I guess if I made it a regular thing. But I was upstairs earlier today. We were taking pictures and we were doing signings and stuff. And then after the signing uh, was done, I was sitting there talking to Josh. And at a certain point, I was like, is it possible that I might still be drunk? He's like, oh, yeah, it lasts for a while. <laughs> and I was like, I was little, like, suddenly felt like, hey, man, everything's cool. It's weird, because I, like, I haven't smoked weed in like six months and shit. I know. And so I, that was a completely different feeling. Like, I could fucking drive and did uh, stoned many times. Not, you know, responsibly, though. But, well, uh, yeah, of course. In case but, there's any law enforcement <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> but I don't think I could do that with a drink in me. No, you can't. No. No. I wouldn't recommend it. No. They got organizations against that sort of thing. Yeah, and they have machines that can measure how much you've been drinking. <laughs> There's that as yeah, well. Yeah, so I wouldn't recommend but it. But yeah, this ain't going to be a regular thing. Cut to the fucking TV movie. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Forever, the Kevin Smith story. <laughs> Silent Rebob. <laughs> Kevin Smith as played by Pat Oswalt. <laughs> Just saying, you know, I have very few things that are my own on this show. Let me have the booze. Let me just have, Dude, that's my thing. Booze ain't a brand. Everybody here is drinking. They're all fucking biting off your thing. So I don't think I'm like in your lane as much as, you know, I'm, I'm seeing life through your beer goggles and shit. Eric, keep your hands off my goggles. Done and done. <laughs> Shut up, Josh. Josh just wants a drinking buddy. That's all. <laughs> No, I, but I still think as much, you know, 10 hurricanes, that's impressive. But what, do, what do you got right there? What? Yeah, what are you drinking there? <laughs> She's I, got three different drinks. Have a fucking sip of that? What is that's that? That's a professional. Oh, this is a generous, just yes. caring for three people. You're sharing. sharing. Sharing is caring. Yes. I like to think, though, when it comes to our drinking, that in the, to paraphrase Larry Miller, the difference between your drinking and my drinking, as he would say, is the difference between shooting a bullet and throwing one. So I, I, <laughs> I think there's, hopefully I'll still, I'll still be the king. We should do a night where we try to outdrink each other, like fucking Marion Ravenwood in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Shots right in front like, of us. Basta, basta. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Shots of hurricanes. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like, I can't, like, what are you drinking? Uh, Jack Daniels on the rocks. Just fucking liquor with booze nothing and, in booze it? Booze and ice, yes. Wow. So, like, this is like drinking a high sea or Hawaiian punch. <laughs> but Just, a real punch at <laughs> yes. the end of it. Hawaiian back slap, if you will. Yes. But, um, yeah, I don't think I, that's, that's too manly for me. This yeah. feels like, you know, like, I remember when I was in high school, wine coolers. Remember Bartles and James sure. wine coolers? Thank you for your support. Yes. That was, like, what I drank. I don't think I could ever go as hard as that. Oh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Cut to six months from now. Next week's show, I'm like, fucking give me that Jack Daniels. No ice. Just a bottle and a syringe. <laughs> I'm going to take it anally. I hear it gets drunk faster that way. You know, people do butt chug. What? What? what I, that, I, the way you said it made me feel like you have butt chugged. You're like, you know, people butt chug. It's a thing. It's an actual thing. What is it? You, uh, well, it depends on how you want to do it, but most people will uh, douse a tampon in alcohol, usually vodka or maybe grain alcohol. And then they'll insert it up their assholes. Then you could drive. <laughs> no, you're missing the because point. Because you won't be the breathalyzer unless they breathalyze your ass. You're fucking good. This is ingenious. Who's got a tampon? <laughs> no, so you insert it into your rectum. Yeah. And then it's... You insert it into your rectum. <laughs> it's absorbed through... Uh, the bloodstream. The, your blood, the, into your bloodstream quicker than it would be if you ingested it uh, by swallowing it. Do you know anybody that's literally ever done that? I literally do know one who, someone who has done that, yes. Did you sit him down and be like, you have a fucking problem? I couldn't sit him down because his asshole was full of alcohol. I had to stand him up and then have a conversation with him. Have a lecture. Have you ever... You ever butt chug, Josh? Fuck no. (laughs) Well, we have a goal for next year's Comic-Con, I guess. Truly, man. That's how we'll sell out even faster. Very special butt chugging episode of Hollywood Babylon. It feels more like a home show. You think so? We should do that on the Ralph Report. Just fucking talk about it. Just naked from the waist down, butt chugging, doing a doing a podcast. Yikes. Before we get any further in the show tonight, I want to thank our friends at Manscaped.com, our sponsors for this sponsor. evening. Give it up for the good folks thank at you, Manscaped, Manscaped, everybody. Don't forget, it is summer. That means barbecue season, so take care of your meat. That's what they want you to know. Nice. They got good copy, man. They're yeah, good at this show. Uh, the Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to take care of, everything below your belt. It's got the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, which has got an LED light on it, which I particularly like. That's why I like their trimmer, so you can see all the nooks and crannies while you're shaving. It's like a laser targeter and shit like that. <laughs> exactly, yes. red light on your balls. It comes with a crop preserver, ball deodorant, because you don't want smelly balls in the summertime. That's a real issue. Do um, you, you manscape? You take care? I do. I'm a, I'm a big trimmer, yeah. What's the idea there? Make it look bigger? Or? How dare you? <laughs> no, it just keeps it neat and clean for my lady. And right. also keeps it, uh, you know, with summertime especially. You want to keep everything nice and dry and, de- and deodorized. Do you, um, like, I, I I work on my beard and I constantly See? go you in. face scape. I do all the time. And I constantly go in and kill any white hairs I see. I trim those out. Oh, yeah. Because my beard is, like, slowly gentrifying. The whites are trying to move in and I'm mm. trying to trying to keep the neighborhood no, the it way is. it was man and shit so i'll spend a lot of time like fucking mr miyagi just trimming at my fucking face like a bonsai tree do you get gray hairs on your fucking dick at all um not that i've noticed 
Do you look? Uh, yeah, but I can only see so far. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not plastic man, for fuck's sake. I can't get my face down there. But, uh, but that's not a part of it? You don't I, I tighten everything up, so anything that would be white sort of blends in with the pastiness of my skin, so I don't really notice so much. Fair enough, man. Uh, they also have available the Manscaped Boxers, the Shed Travel Bag, Shears 2.0, which is great for taking care of your feet. It's summertime. You're wearing flip-flops around by the pool. You don't want your nasty toenails to be turning people off and stuff. I personally don't wear flip-flops, uh, period. But I, I just found out this weekend that Jason Mews does. He gave up on shoes altogether. Altogether. And he was just wearing fucking flip-flops and shit. But he, he hates shit between his toes. He's one of those people. So we had these flip-flops that aren't technically flip-flops. But we only found this out because we took pictures as Jay and Silent Bob the other day. Right. And he didn't have fucking shoes. And he's like, can I do it in flip-flops? I was like, that's against canon. Like, fucking, <laughs> you've never done that in a movie. Go now get you have to write shoes. a whole new movie now. Totally. Jay Change and Silent Bob lifestyle. lose their shoes. But he would benefit from that fucking Shears thing, man, because I saw his grody-ass nails. <laughs> I'm going to let him know. How does he get that? You should go to manscaped.com. We've been doing this a while, kids. I think I like you drinking. Yes, it puts me on point. I'm telling you, I'm ready to drive. (laughs) (laughs) Bring my car around, please. Uh, You get 20% off and free shipping with the code BABBLE at manscaped.com. Once again, 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Dot com and use our code BABBLE. Patronize the good folks at Manscaped. They're looking out for us. Look out for them. Give it up for the Manscaped Manscaped.com. I was manscaping before it was cool. Because I was dating an adult entertainer years ago. And what, she demanded that sort of thing? Yes. Why? Because it was the... It was the was the profession. Did you make demands in return, like stop being an adult <laughs> entertainer? No, I didn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask that of her. It was her life. But right. she was used to professional grooming, you know. And I Groomed was like, cock. If I wanna, if I wanted, you know, if I wanted to show up and look like the people she was working with, I guess I had to take care of business. So you were involved with her when she was still involved with the business? Yes. She was she was a big star. It's like Ginger Lynn I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Before uh, I met her, she was a big star. And then uh, she took a break, and then she got back into it again. And she was like, you know, you'd look better if you just cleaned up a little bit. And so she did the first version. She did the first pass. Right. And I was like, all right, I'm just, I'm just going to replicate this forever. I, I, the th- I think the thing that is least interesting about dating a porn star is your grooming. What the fuck was that like, man? Like... Fucking, like, was, were you constantly, like, was it, like, chasing Amy, where you're constantly comparing yourself and worried about, like... No, I, I, I don't have that gene. I'm not a big jealousy person. And is so, that right? Yeah, so it never really crossed my mind. I was like, okay. It's not your fucking mind that it crosses. It's... <laughs> she went to work, and then she, when she'd come home, we'd talk about our day, and her day was a little different than mine. That's all. <laughs> uh, her day at work involved a few more cocks than mine did, I guess <laughs> right. is what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, so at the end of the day, was she like, well, I'm a little cocked out. No, and she, surprisingly, they're very capable of uh, differentiating between their personal lives and their professional lives, believe it or not. It's a job. I know it sounds crazy, but for a lot of people in that business, it's a job. I'm sure not everyone, but for, for her in particular. And I guess, too, like you were on the radio. It's not like you came home and stopped talking or something like that. You're yeah, like, I talk I mean, there, I talk here. Yeah, She's like, was... I fuck there, I fuck here. And I fuck here. <laughs> So that's how I was introduced to Manscaping, and I'm, I'm now I'm a... <laughs> I'm sure the good folks at Manscaped are like, yeah, that's a great ad for it us. It is! 
Manscaped.com should say, <laughs> yes. Ginger Lynn approved. They can actually use that. Because she oh, would man. approve of that. Good yes. to know, man. All right. You're a man of many shades, Ralph. I am. And most of them are all white. <laughs> Let's jump into the program. You know, kids, we like to talk to folks who come here from particularly long distances or are celebrating special occasions with us. One down. Number two. Of course, everyone's celebrating a special occasion tonight because we're all here at Comic-Con. Fucking A, man. Give it up for Comic-Con 2023. It's time for the shout-outs. It's a shout-out with Kevin and Ralph, so get your cock out. Yeah. Get your cock out. Just like Ralph's ex. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> I know. I only did yeah. the tip. And you didn't shit. get to the cord. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> See, that's another thing about booze. It gives you a false sense of inflated security about your behavior. That's true. I was like, that was enough. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, John Fink. John Fink, the vegan giant. Are you here? John, thank what you up, so Fink? much for coming on. If you listen to the Ralph Report at all, you're familiar with John Fink. He's a frequent contributor and friend of the show. John's here tonight. And he wanted to say, I want to thank you and Kevin for your years of inspiration and encouragement. Kevin always talked about art begets art. Do your own thing. And I did. John changed careers. And now he's an anchor and reporter for iHeartRadio. He's doing news for them. Fucking A, man. Well done. Yes. I'd also be remiss if I didn't thank my beautiful and extremely patient wife, Karen, who is here with me tonight. But of course, as Poison taught us, he says, every rose has its thorn. So I'd like to get some advice from the Germans about how to keep a jolly and happy tone all day while I'm sifting through the newswire, reading about nonstop death and destruction. Those Germans are just so upbeat, he said. <laughs> thank you, John Fink. John, I think the Germans could give some advice. Sure. Josh? There's Batman and Robin and the Ralph Malf and Potsy There's Rudiger and Klaus They're Germans, not Nazis Yeah, yeah, we are not Nazis in any way You know how you stay happy? You drink! Yeah! That's what you must do, John You must, when you're doing your work You must go to a beer garden And have multiple steins of uh, beer while you're drinking Yeah, yeah, and also date a porn star Yeah, that would make you happy too Yeah, Scheiser Essen yeah, Listen, yeah. the Germans know in the face of horrible uh, uh, facts How to stay happy, I think <laughs> Imagine <laughs> Well put, well put like Hitler when the war was over. Did he feel bad? Did he despair? No, he killed himself. That's true, yes. Or did he? Fake news? <laughs> did, he, did he go to Brazil Let and make some boys? Ask the news boy. He went to Brazil and made boys. I saw the movie with Gregory Peck. And he's like, we made Nazi babies. And that's how I know that it was... Not fake news. That is the oldest reference made at Comic-Con this year. Oh, trust me, there's more where that came from. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen! Auf Wiedersehen! Wow, man, that was a, you pulled a boys from Brazil reference? Yeah. Fucking hey, you're old, man. So were the Nazis. <laughs> Good point. In my defense. That's World a, War II was a while ago. It was a minute ago. That was yeah. an excellent flick, though. It was a good movie, Well worth right? watching, yeah. We also get emails from Speaking all of... Speaking of, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry, what happened? Speaking See, this is what happens when you drink. You interrupt Yeah, I was people. like, I had one more fucking thing. 
We were talking about movies. Yes. Have you seen? I haven't caught up with you. Did you see? Been a while. Have you seen The Flash? I have seen The Flash. What did you think of Adam West popping up in The Flash? Loved it. Right. Yes, I was. I was. A lot of people online were like, "This was so disrespectful," but I didn't think it was. How is it disrespectful? Respectful to? I'm as, how is it? <laughs> yeah. I'm handling my hurricanes. How is it? How is it respectable? <laughs> Now, how is it disrespectful to honor someone's contribution to the world of uh, pop culture and superheroes? Agreed. It was shitty quality, yes. But I'd rather have shitty quality than not have him be acknowledged at all. So I was like, I liked seeing all my old friends from all the years of, of following this kind of uh, superhero stuff. Yeah, and so I, I was fine with it. That was the least of my problems with that movie, quite frankly, <laughs> was Adam West and George Reeves. You didn't like it? I saw it four fucking times. Were you sober? By choice, Were you yes. drinking then? No, I wasn't. I love, uh, Michael Keaton Batman is my fucking, yeah. my, my, Trust me, that my got heart, me through man. that film. Yeah. I could, I, I, I don't need uh, Ezra Miller talking to himself for two hours. I don't need, I didn't need that much. Yeah, it's like, if you don't like Ezra Miller, here's twice of it. Yeah. The, the, but, oh my God, Michael Keaton as Batman, like, that was, was a joy everything. for me. Made me yes. feel like a kid again. Not since 1992 did we get to see him in the suit and shit. And it was almost like getting an unofficial third Batman movie. I agree. We I, just happened to have the Flash in it. It was more like Batman with the Flash. Yeah, and and I loved uh, him old and with a beard, kicking pots at people's heads and all that stuff. I liked it. That lot. stuff was okay, but the moment he put the fucking suit back on and shit, he just got right back into that place. Like I loved one of my favorite moments in a movie theater this year. I know a lot of people did not like the Flash, but it was him going, "How much do you weigh?" <laughs> Which like harkens right back to the other movie, and I was like, right. "That is so fucking wonderful." That years later, the motherfucker's still doing mental math in his head to be Batman. Like I, I loved that. There man. were several of those moments where they sort of uh, revived old phrases from that film. And I was well, like, him oh. definitely saying "I'm Batman" was cool. Oh, as sure, fuck. you want to get nuts? That was another one. But that was cool too. Yeah, yeah. but for the for the, for the it was yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Um, have you seen Indiana Jones? I did, and I loved Indiana Jones. Did you really? Yeah. I know it's not a popular take. I know a lot of people had problems with it, but I really enjoyed it. I think because I'm the same age as Harrison Ford, and so right. that's why I felt I could relate to it to right. a certain extent. It but, was. I like those movies. How? Where do you like it compared to the other ones? Me and Josh were talking about. It. I think I like all the Indiana Jones movies in order of the way they came out. When I was a kid, I elevated um, Temple of Doom because it was like this is fucking metal. But the older I got, I was like, no, Raiders is actually the best. Oh, by far, by far. So I've liked them in that order. I liked Raiders. I liked Temple of Doom. I liked Last Crusade. I liked Crystal Skull. And then down here, I liked the last one. Really? That far down? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't as tight for me as the other. Fuck you. I couldn't have an opinion. You're going to make me drink. Dial of Destiny made me like Temple of Doom more. Which I wasn't really a fan of. Why? Because it is a, it's, a, it's a bookend piece to that film in a lot of ways. Explain. Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders. Yeah. In the beginning of that film, Indiana Jones is pretty much a mercenary who is selling artifacts for money. Yeah. He has lost, he has not yet gained the sense of what it means to care about and preserve the past. Which is weird because in the beginning of The Last Crusade, he's like, this belongs in a museum. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like he's got integrity there. As a kid, he did, and then he lost his way somehow. And then at some point as an adult, he became a mercenary, and then he had to rediscover his love for antiquities again, which he does in Temple of Doom because he's rescuing these kids. He finds a higher calling for what's going on. Did you there. get did you they don't that's not in the movie. You just put that together yourself, right? No, what, in Temple of Doom? Well, I know he rescues the kids, but this whole fucking, like, and that's where he found his heart again. No, he did, because he decides... Are you confusing this shit with the Grinch Saves Christmas? No, no, no. He decides to go back and rescue those kids rather than just haul ass and take care of himself and get out of that situation. And you think that was meant intentionally to be like, and that's why he's the man he is in Raiders of the Lost Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, he grows enormously in the course of that film. You're going to make me want to watch that movie again. You should, because there's a real arc for that character that takes place in that film that a lot of people... um, Ignore, I think, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of people. But that, that is as reflected in Dial of Destiny a lot in the Phoebe, Phoebe Waller Bridge like, character. Hey, man, you should care about this shit. And she's, like, and she's not that way, but she also, like he does in that film, sort of discovers her appreciation for that. And it's also the story of a man who's at the end of his life and he's, 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 living out of his own time and uh, it's it i just found it i thought it was a beautiful summing up of the history and the arc of that character i wish they would have stated it the way you just stated it i wonder if they would have had him do it what would have sounded like um so when i couldn't change the line and i'm going and i was like no So basically, that's what it would have been like if we had said um But when he's talking about what he would do if he could go back in time, yeah. I, was, I was bawling like a bitch in the theater. I, um, I saw uh, my friend uh, Ernie, Ernie O'Donnell, Castle Keeper Ernie O'Donnell, runs yes. my movie theater back home and stuff, my childhood friend. After the movie, he was like, wouldn't it have been better if he went back in time and met Abner Ravenwood? And I was like, my God, that would have been a fuck. Yes, I would have so enjoyed that fucking movie. But instead, he went to Rome. All right, I'll fucking leave it right there. No, no, no. I can tell that I'm really offending you. No, the Toby Jones character, uh, yeah, I understand a lot of people are like, I've never heard of that character before. And I was like, well, maybe Indiana Jones has a life that you just aren't privy to. Maybe he's got (laughs) other friends. You don't need to know everything about him. I remember I was like down on uh, Crystal Skull. And then Josh was like, you should rewatch it. It's a good fucking movie. Movie's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. And we rewatched it at Smodcastle one night. And it's fucking, it is good. And then I also realized while I was watching, I was like, I fell asleep for 45 minutes when I saw this the first time. Because I woke up and there's a spaceship. I was like, what the fuck happened? I'm out of here and shit. But then when I was awake for the whole movie, I was like, this is actually pretty fucking good. I hope you slept through the point where Shia LaBeouf was swinging through the trees like Tarzan. I hope that was one of the parts where you slept. It's, it's two thirds genius and one third pure trash. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll yeah. take the two thirds genius. Yeah. Um, but no, you, I, I enjoyed. Uh, did you see Mission Impossible? I have not seen that yet. No, I'm waiting to get clear. <laughs> nice. No one got that. But people at home will be like, oh, Scientology. I understand. No, Those okay. three movies. There oh, you go. It's a way homer, kid. We're going to give a handout to everybody. It'll be fine. <laughs> references um, to the jokes as a movie theater owner like now i watch movies just not as a fan and also as a filmmaker but now i'm an exhibitor yes you are and so it fucking matters like if a movie it, it doesn't matter how i feel about a movie it matters more now how an audience feels about the movie because right. that's how we fucking earn not by 
selling tickets to the movie because the studios take like 75, 80% of the ticket. It's by selling fucking popcorn. I'm in the concessions business and shit. So when you have a movie that everyone wants to see, fucking you're selling a lot of popcorn and shit. Flash, like pun intended, was in and out of the fucking theater. We sold very little popcorn for that movie. Mm. Ernie sent me a picture last night of a fucking line down the block. Normally when we do events at Smog has like we've done uh, Hollywood Babylon there. We, we've done screenings like Chasing Amy with Jason Lee, with Jersey Girl with Raquel Castro. Me and Jay have shown Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Packed audience, line down the fucking block. And right. it makes it look cool and stuff like that. It reminds me of my childhood. Ernie sent me a picture last night of a line down the block and I didn't have an event going on there. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like, dude, Barbenheimer. Oh, so both, both of those Barbie open this weekend. Barbie and Oppenheimer right? are playing at the theater, and fucking people came out in droves, man. That Barbie movie looks like it's going to make $130 million this weekend, if not fucking more. Crazy. Isn't that fucking nuts? And so it's one thing to be like, holy shit, Barbie's doing record business. There's a three-hour movie about the nuclear bomb. And that's going to make over 50 million fucking bucks. So, like, right now, like, I always appreciated uh, Chris Nolan because I love The Dark Knight. I love what he did with Batman and stuff like that. Now I just want to suck his dick. I sold so much popcorn <laughs> because of Chris Nolan. If I ever see him, if, absolutely, man. If I ever see him, it ain't going to be like, you're a brilliant filmmaker. I'm going to be like, thank you for putting asses in our fucking seats and yeah. shit. And if I see Greta Gerwig, I'm going to suck her dick as well because fucking that Barbie movie's got a ton of people going to it. Nothing you makes you hungrier than nuclear annihilation I and guess. action figures. And three hours. Although Josh was saying, he heard, did you hear this? That like, you know, Chris Nolan's like, go see it in IMAX. That's the way to see it. He says that about all his films. Of course though. he does. But tell him what's happening with the IMAX version. Uh, shit's just breaking down constantly because it's like, what, 10 miles of fucking film? Like, oh, really? Systems are not designed for that bullshit. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. It's too long for IMAX. Yeah, 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 Most yeah. films are digital now, but of course the IMAX format is film. Large frames of film and they still have to put it through a projector. Right. But generally speaking, they've never really done three-hour IMAX film. movies. So apparently, like, it's breaking down where people are going to see it. People are like, I don't know what happens. Oh, it's like, no. fucking history happens, <laughs> motherfucker. They drop the bomb. So just Chris Nolan is going into your theaters going, boom! <laughs> just, like, making up for... Totally. For missing explosions. Uh, which I guess, like, you know, if it broke down and you were watching it, it's like the Titanic breaking down. You're like, I don't know what happens in the third act. It's like, yes, you do. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Shit don't work out for humanity. But two huge movies. Those are the movies that look like they're saving the summer box office. I'm looking forward to both of those films, obviously, for I, very different reasons. But I, I think Killian Murphy's a brilliant actor. I'm yeah. a big fan of Do you watch Peaky Blinders at all? I saw the first season, and then I fell off. Not because it was bad, just because other shit happened in life. Yeah, but... Uh, and um, he's wonderful. And so is Margot Robbie. I mean, it just... It, here's the thing. Two films that are monster hits... One film, as you mentioned, everybody knows the end of the story. Yeah. And the other one's an IP, a character that's been around for 50 years plus. Right. And it shows if you do something in a clever, inventive, original, refreshing way, people will show up and they'll go to the theater. There were a lot of articles this summer about like IP is dead, intellectual property. Uh, seeing the same old shit, people don't want to do that anymore. Flash crashes, Indiana Jones crashes, Mission Impossible, open soft and stuff. But now Barbie is the ultimate IP. Been right. around longer than all, well, not yeah. maybe it's the longest Flash, but been around longer than a lot of that shit. And still people came out for it. So I think it's that. I think, hey, make a great movie, people will show up. And I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds fucking wonderful. I've talked to people all weekend long who went to Barbie and come in like profusely fucking praising it. 
But Warner Brothers did like a fucking killer campaign for that movie, for yeah. Barbie, because the trailer was like, if you love Barbie, you'll love this movie. If you hate Barbie, you'll love this movie. <laughs> yes. That's where they had my money. I was like, I hate Barbie. How can you hate Barbie? Our kid wasn't allowed to play with Barbies. Wasn't allowed? No, Jennifer's like, she can't play with fucking Barbie. Like, that's Barbie had a bunch of careers and shit. She was like a woman. My the- wife didn't want our kid to know about those careers. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be a fucking housewife and that's that. That's smart. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I know, Jen. That's what she was concerned <laughs> yes. about. Yes. Uh, but you know what the thing is, older IPs, it's going to be trendy. Next thing up, Checkers the movie. I'm telling you, we're going to get yes. it. It's going to happen. What will Barbie inspire? Like, what will, if somebody looks at Barbie and goes, holy shit, they opened huge, the movie's going to make a billion dollars, what is the next thing to grab? Like, Yo-yo <laughs> in 3D. Slinky. Slinky, yeah. Or not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But there's no, like, you know how, like, when you do a thing, it's successful, and then somebody, like, knocks it off. Like, Star Wars was successful, and then Battlestar Galactica happened and shit. Right. Is there a girl doll? The American girl doll. That'd be fucking depressing, wouldn't it, though? American girl dolls? They all die of plague. (laughs) If you love plague, this is the movie for you. If you hate plague, this is the movie for you. American girls. Um, what toys have been successful? They can make, oh shit, you know what toys always sold well and they can make a movie of? Star Wars figures. Good idea. They should do a Star Wars movie. Yes. Mr. Potato, Head. Mr. Potato Head. We got one of those. I'm, did I fucking show you I'm a Mr. Potato Head? What now? They did a Silent Bob Mr. Potato Head. No that way. They dropped for Comic Con. This Comic Con has been like fucking wonderful for me in terms of the stuff we sell because they did uh, a, a Pop Tater, it's called. So it's a Silent Bob Mr. Potato Head. And Jay saw it and was like, where's the Jay? I was like, they didn't do it. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, that's right, bitch. I'm a solo act now, man. Fucking Paul Simon, you're Art Garfunkel and shit. <laughs> but they also fucking did, uh, Tops did Garbage Pail Kids Skewniverse cards, which we're selling here. They're, they've been going like fucking hotcakes. And it's all the characters from these Universe movies, but done as Garbage Pail Kids. That's awesome. That brought a tear to Jay's eye. He was just like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to us as characters. I was like, we're in the fucking cement at Groman's Chinese Theater. It's not Garbage Pail Kids. But he's like, I collected this. I never even went to that movie theater and shit. <laughs> but he was so fucking happy. He's wearing the t-shirt all weekend, fucking with it because they're doing t-shirts as well. And he's been wearing it. He hasn't taken it off for the three fucking days. He keeps sending me pictures and he's still wearing the same fucking t-shirt with him as a garbage pill kid. In the fucking flip-flops. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So fuckable. <laughs> we also get emails from all around the world. Josh? Ain't no drag. Garmin's got an email back. <laughs> Featuring Kevin's reactions. That's right. Uh, this comes from JT in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Ralph and Kev, so glad to have the show back. It makes my drive to work less sucky. One of my favorite movies from last year was Elvis. Yeah, that was that was a good movie. Austin Butler. Austin we Butler. With them. My co-star from Yoga Hosers. From Yoga Hosers. I taught him right. everything. I, I taught him everything he knows. That's right. He yeah. learned it from you. That's right. Uh, he, oddly, he didn't mention Yoga Hosers once on the press tour. I noticed Elvis. that. He didn't bring yeah. it up. I thought he'd be out there going like, "Fucking, I was in this movie once," but no, no. Nope. <laughs> Would we be able to hear the classic Elvis hit Suspicious Minds as sung by TV's Batman Adam West for Comic-Con? 
JT from Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was on the floor rocking my Adam West uh, shirt uh, today. It was fun. People were coming up and like, who's that? It's like, shut up. Get out of here. That's Batman. No, it's, it's Batman, not. Batman, for God's sakes. All right, Adam West singing Suspicious Mind. Sure, we can do that. Josh? We're caught in a trap, old chump. I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. Why can't you see what you're doing to me when you don't believe a word I say? We can't go on together with suspicious minds and we can't build our dreams with suspicious minds. There you go. Adam West sings Suspicious Minds. Ryan in Washington State writes, my girlfriend has introduced the idea of a threesome into our relationship. However, the third she has in mind is our good male friend. I'm more open-minded than most and want to make my girlfriend happy, but I'm on the fence about this. Can sexy Kevin lay out the pros and cons of such an arrangement so my girlfriend and I can make an informed decision? I, I, maybe, yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. You tell Ryan in Washington State the pluses and minuses of a... MMF, as they say Fair in the enough. business. We will uh, sexy Kevin music. Oh, Ryan. The plus of sex is that you come. The minus of a threesome is there is more come than you need. Think twice. Fair enough. Wow, succinct. There's a PSA right there. <laughs> and lastly, uh, Dan Ruiz writes in... Uh, Ralph, Kevin, and Josh. Josh, you're included on this email, by the way. Nobody cares about me. Yeah, he does. Dan does. Dan writes in, this is, this is Dan's thing. Oh my God, that was fucking adorable. We do! Um, we've been doing this thing lately where I sing uh, They're Coming to Take Me Away, huh? Yeah. The, the novelty song. Would it be possible to hear Jack Nicholson sing the novelty song They're Coming to Take Me Away, haha, writes Dan Ruiz. Did you do it, Nicholson? I haven't done it in a while. Hold on a second. I gotta pull this out. There's a law that says if you do it, if you do a Nicholson impression, you have to. You wear brought the, props. Holy you shit! Have to, you have to. Well, I feel more like Jack already. Fuck that. <laughs> All right, they're coming to take me away, Josh. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well. You left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, ha they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-yah. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. They're coming to take me away. <laughs> there you go. Excellent job. job.
I might leave these on. This is kind of cool. It's very Tom Cruise. Yeah. I feel like uh, that thing you do. Remember the drummer and that thing you yeah, do? Yeah, he wore yeah, glasses all the time. I am Spartacus. <laughs> um, we asked folks to uh, send in pictures of stuff when they travel with towns that have fucked up names, and we didn't come up with a, a name for this bit, so we call it Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. This came from Jerry Bradley. He was in Norway. This isn't exactly a town name, but these signs are everywhere throughout Norway. Here's what you see when you go to Norway. <laughs> Fartstumpa. Fartstumpa means another speed, name for ass. Means I guess. speed bump. In Does Norway. it really? Yes. Fartstumpa in Norway is a speed bump. A speeding ticket in Norway is a fart spot. <laughs> a traffic camera is a farts camera, <laughs> and a speed trap is a farts control. And if you stick booze up your ass, it's farts drinking. <laughs> farts chugging, they call it, yes. <laughs> Folks also send in emails about stuff that's meant for kids. Kids are supposed to enjoy these things. Uh, we have found out when we look at them that they're inappropriate toys. Not appropriate for girls, not appropriate for boys. What the fuck is that? Inappropriate toys. Aaron Michael Thomas of North Carolina writes, my daughter came home with a book recently from the library and I couldn't wait it to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> the title on the cover is, well, we'll show you the cover here right now. It's called Matilda, Who Told Such Dreadful Lies. But then the cover, as you can see, the title goes dot, dot, dot. It's not the complete cover. They didn't put the, they didn't put the title on it. The complete title is, Who Told Such Dreadful Lies, and who was burned to death? <laughs> Shit, that's like an American Girl story right there. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get the children's Necromicon out of my home, he writes. That's not good for children. I mean, I guess it's a cautionary tale, but... Makes me want to buy that book instantly. If you lie, you'll be burned to death. That's how we raised our daughter. Well, look at her now. It all worked out. No Barbies and fucking burning at the stake. <laughs> you will lie. burn if you lie. Damien from Liverpool uh, in the UK wrote in, I saw this. As opposed to Liverpool in California. There's a Liverpool in New York. Is it really? Yeah. You ever been there? No. <laughs> I saw this lunchbox in the home and bargain store in Liverpool, and I thought you might like to use it for inappropriate toys. Peppa Pig is a big character there in Peppa the UK. Pig. Yes. Um, he's not quite sure what she's trying to tell people on this lunchbox. You tell me. Take a look. <laughs> <laughs> Eat me. Yeah, weird for a pig. Right. It's like, I will. Well, it, I won't. I'm vegan, but somebody will. Either she's being saucy or she's inviting herself to be a ham sandwich for someone. <laughs> but either way, for children, it seems inappropriate. I mean, the only thing more appropriate would be a picture of her and another pig, and it says, bacon, bacon. <laughs> Peppa likes to make bacon. <laughs> Uh, in Canada, Geekpool sends this in. I hope you can find this for me while you're at Comic-Con, he writes. He's looking for a particular action figure of the Punisher. This Punisher action figure is what he's looking for. It's not just an action figure. It also turns into a gun, apparently. Oh, it's a Transformer thing. Yeah, it transforms into a gun in the second picture. There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Truly if, being punished. And if you uh, open it all the way out, it looks like... Punisher's a bottom. That's all, I can, that's all I can tell you. Which is surprising. I didn't see that happening at all. <laughs> I 
Less the Punisher. Ted Lasso, like that one. Yeah, really. Yeah. Less the Punisher, more the rewarder when he's like <laughs> that. So, oh, yeah. We also like to say goodbye to folks who left us recently, who left no. behind bodies of work that we will love for many years to come. And dead bodies. Yes, true. We call those our Tinseltown Stiffs. And now, another edition of Tinseltown Stiffs. They will be missed. Actress, singer, model Jane Birkin has passed away at the age of 76. She was a British singer, actor, and style icon in the 1960s. Worked in such films as the classic Blow Up. She was in Death on the Nile, Evil Under the Sun. But best known as a model and a fashion trendsetter, she was the inspiration to Hermé to make the famous Birkin handbag. If you're familiar with a Birkin handbag? No. Oh, that's ex- I think it was on Sex and the City. It's very yeah, expensive. Yeah, it's a very expensive, famous handbag based on her. Here's what she looked like in her heyday back in the 1960s. She's, so young. She passed away at the age of 76 this So week. old. No, nah, it's not old. Do you have a picture of the handbag? I don't, no. Fair enough. I, I, I don't think a picture of a handbag would really go over. It, it defined her fucking life. I know, but she's dead. She won't know. <laughs> it's fine. She's dead. She don't will be missed. Yeah. <laughs> and this one hurt. Uh, Tony Bennett, the legendary Tony Bennett. Died again? I thought he had passed away already. He just died like that two right? days ago. I thought he had passed away See, already. booze makes you cruel, <laughs> Yes. So mad. So again? Mad. How many times is that fucking guy going to die? So tired of him and his death. <laughs> I didn't know that he was still alive. I thought he'd passed away. No, 96? he just passed away at the age of 96. Fucking huge, man. What a great fucking long life that was. And what a legendary career. Absolutely. One of the few singers where Sinatra said... That guy knows how to sing a song. Is that right? Can't ask for better than that. He was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease for a while back in uh, 2016. and Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Even with his diagnosis, they say he was playing piano, singing, and recording right up until his death, just not publicly. 70 albums over seven decades. Jesus. 19 Grammy Awards. Most recently, he recorded and toured with Lady Gaga back in the early uh, 2020s, and uh, just one of the greats, 96 years old, a great run, a great career, can't ask for much more than that. Here's the late Tony Bennett. I miss the Saturday dance I heard they crowded the floor It's awfully different without you don't get around much anymore. Man. My father was a... Uh, give it up for the late, great Tony Bennett. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. He's I appreciate it. I sang, love you. I love you, everybody. like this, always doing this. Always with the doing this. You're marvelous. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I left my heart in San Fran. Thank you. You're marvelous. Thank you so much. <laughs> pretty good. My old man was a country and western uh, fan, but he, that was the one guy he fucked with wasn't country. Tony Bennett. He loved Tony Bennett and shit. Classic. Yeah, he liked, he, he liked this. He liked that he sang like that. I remember having that conversation with my father. I was like, what do you like about him? He goes, he sings like this. <laughs> I was like, and? He's going, I just like that style. It's loose. Yeah, it's yeah. loose, man. I remember asking him later in life, like when I grew up and whatnot, and I could joke around with my father more. I was like, Dad, Tony Bennett shows up and he wants to fuck mom. What do you do? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> And my dad, literally, at age fucking, I think he was 62 when I had this conversation, he goes, I watch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you. You're marvelous. Thank you so much. I'm going to fuck Grace now, and you're all so wonderful. Thank you for watching, everybody. I stuck my cock inside your wife now. Thank you. You're marvelous. Thanks for watching. <laughs> We like to pay tribute to bad acting on this show. And no, not just by showing me in yoga hosers. No, by celebrating acting that is so bad, it goes all the way around. It becomes exquisite acting. To be or not to be, that is the question. Welcome to the world of exquisite acting with Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. All right. Uh, this comes from Malcolm Boyd. Thank you, Malcolm, for sending this in. Blind Fury is the film. And what you, if you've seen Rutger that Hauer? Film, Rutger Hauer, yeah. It was like the original Daredevil. I That's when right. It, when it came out, it was like, holy shit, this is like Daredevil, except it's not Marvel. He's a blind Vietnam vet who has extra sensory, sensory perception. And it's sensory perception. <laughs> He's got a hundred different perceptions. Um, and so he's got heightened hearing and heightened senses, and he uh, fights crime. So yeah. it is kind of like Daredevil. I remember that. I remember being like, holy fuck. And in this particular film, we're not singling out Rutger Hauer, although his performance in this is wonderfully awful. No. <laughs> in this particular scene, wait for the person who has one line. Twenty-six black. Hard luck, fella. All this shit that should not be. And now for shit we should not see. Here's some shit that should not be. This comes from Nathan Moore. He writes in. If you. What the hell? <laughs> right? I know how I feel. He writes in this scene from the abyss where there's a giant tsunami Excellent. who's coming. It's coming in to wipe everyone off the planet and everyone yeah. on the beach is running. And then suddenly, thanks to Ed Harris, who, uh, I don't know, he blows an alien or something and makes everything stop. And he makes the tsunami stop mid-tsunami. Yes. And everybody is spellbound by the fact that tsunami is not moving forward. If you watch this scene, especially pay attention to the lower left-hand corner of this scene, you'll see some shit that should not be. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's a 
a random magician. Do you think Jim Cameron was responsible for that? You think someone would have spotted that? Guy gets like, pantsed while the world's coming to an end. The scene's you know what? I don't know I'm going to die, but it's never too late to pants one of your friends. It's too serious. We need a pantsing in this moment. I'd like to see somebody's bare ass before the, the whole thing comes <laughs> to an end. They were trying to get their R rating. That's how they earned it. That's God, that right. was a great fucking flick. Aside from the pantsing. Which now it actually makes it a little better. Even better, yes. We like to take a look at all the entertainment news each time we do the show. We call those the HBO headlines. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines. And give me head. Indeed. Jamie Foxx back at work. Amen. Give it up for Jamie Foxx, Yes, man. first time since his hospitalization. There were so many reports where they're like, he's hovering near death and stuff. It's all over. Yeah, he yeah. got the COVID virus, and it made him grow a second head. I didn't hear that, but wow. Yeah, that was him. Um, no one still knows what was wrong, but we know he's back to work. He was shooting a commercial for BetMGM, which is uh, the betting service that he's been connected with for some time. He was in Las Vegas shooting it with a Formula one race car, and by all accounts, he's healthy and happy and, and back to work. So Fucking whatever man. it was that waylaid him, apparently he's okay. He's a wonderful actor, man. Good for Very him. Give it up so. for Jamie Foxx. Still alive. We finally have a resolution to Treegate, as we're calling it, in Southern California. I don't know if you're familiar with this story or not, Kevin, but along the outside of the gates of Universal Studios, where the WGA and SAG-AFTRA were walking the picket line. I have struck there. I went and struck uh, with Mark Bernard and we, uh, as writers, we uh, struck at Universal. Did you see the big ficus trees yeah, along the trees way there down, yeah. that gave you shade while yeah. you were marching? Well, those trees were trimmed down to the trunk recently and a lot of people on the picket line said NBC Universal was doing that just to make things more uncomfortable for the strikers because it's been a heat wave in Los Angeles and fucking area hot, yeah, and particularly in the valley, it's really bad. And Universal said, "No, we just—that's how we just—we just trim the trees sometimes that way. That's all." And so the city stepped in and they said, "Well, first of all, that's not Universal's trees to do. It's city trees. We only trim those once every five years, so it certainly wasn't us." So. Someone trimmed them without our permission and without a permit to trim. And so someone's going to be held responsible for this. So it was an insidious plot. It was indeed an insidious plot. And Pretty finally, shitty, justice man. has been served. NBC Universal has been slammed with a fine of $250 oh, for what they've done. <laughs> so at least oh justice God. has been served. They're going to lose all that Oppenheimer money. <laughs> That's right. There's no way they're going to bounce back from a fine of that size. Could 250 bucks. I mean, I don't care how many tickets you sell to the Universal Studios tour. You're yeah. not making that money back. They're making that on soda in the first five minutes. <laughs> Can you believe that? It's so little, man. I thought maybe 250000 I was hoping a little like, slap We'll never do that wrist. again, but for 250 bucks, they're like, let's do that shit again. Yeah. How much if we shoot the picketers? <laughs> what, what do we, ben, what a, like, what, like 100 bucks a person? We can afford that easily. Lindsay Lohan's in the news. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. She's a mother. She welcomed her first baby into the world this week. Tell you're all thrilled. Congratulations to Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> she had a baby boy, Louay. Louay Shamas is his name. Louay in Arabic means shield or protector. So apparently she uses her baby as a human shield. I'm guessing that's what she's, she's looking for. No, best of luck to, to mother and son, and I hope that maybe 
this is a new beginning for her. Sure She's had a rough her. go of it yeah. in her own childhood. I hope Louie has a, a better go of it. She's making a new Freaky Friday movie. I've heard. They're going to come Curtis, back with Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. And she plays a mom who has a kid. So yeah. She can fucking draw from reality. Maybe all three of them can fucking change their personalities. It'd be like fucking nuts. Do you think that's what fucking happens? I hope so. I hope Jamie Lee Curtis becomes a mewling, spitting up baby child. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. And then she wins another Oscar. That's right. Congratulations to Taylor Swift. She has become the first woman to have four albums on the Billboard's top ten at the same time. How is that possible? Well, she recorded, re-recorded all of her biggest albums and re-released them, so right. all of her fans went out and bought them again, which is fucking genius. Yeah, smart. You should refilm all of your movies and re-release those. That's true. Oh, my God. I can make Clerks even cheaper this time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, four, four albums, the top 10 of the Billboard Top 100 chart. So congratulations to her. The only other living artist to do so was Herb Albert. Oh, shit. Herb Albert in 1966 had three, uh, four albums in the top 10 at the same time, including Whipped Cream and Other Delights. Do you remember that album? Here's the cover oh, yes. of that album. My parents had that. I used to jerk off to that album all the time. <laughs> Looks like you did jerk off <laughs> well, on that yeah. album. That's my own personal copy. I brought that in. The only person to do that is not a living artist. Prince, after his death in 2016, had five albums in the top ten. That makes sense. Very best of Prince, Purple Rain, the hits and B-sides, Ultimate, and 1999. So Taylor Swift finally making some money. I'm happy to see that. <laughs> yeah, for her. That's again. great. At least I think she's going to make like a billion dollars in her tour this year. That's what they say. Seriously. Said. Yeah. We should strike against her for whatever reason. For whatever reason. <laughs> she seems to have all the money. She should share it with somebody. Have you, uh, have you ever watched The Bachelor on ABC? Never once. Not once? Never. I used to watch for a while, yeah. early on. And it's, it's like any reality show. If you invest the time, you get caught up in it, and it's good. Uh, this brand new series is arriving. I don't know exactly when it's going to drop, but they just announced The Golden Bachelor. Have you heard about this? No. The Golden Bachelor is... Uh, uh, old age bachelor. Yes, take my money. Right? <laughs> Ted Lasso wants the old age bachelor. I don't know whether he has to watch it or he just wants an old age bachelor. I'm not sure. This is an older man who is going to be having to choose from 25 older women. Just at the same premise as The Bachelor, only all the ages are advanced. Instead of stupid 25-year-old women vying for an idiot 30-year-old man going to be stupid 65-year-old <laughs> yes. women vying for a 71-year-old bachelor. So they just released the uh, photo and identity of the golden bachelor this week. Jerry Turner, 71 years old. Here he is. Oh, shit. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what 71 He's looks 71. Like? Fuck this guy. I know, really. He doesn't need a TV show to get laid. They literally could have just done The Bachelor with him. Exactly. They didn't have to do The Golden Bachelor. He's 71. And oh, we oh poor seventy-one-year-old Jerry. Let's try to find him a date. Yet this fuck that guy. Yes, I would. He's Whose so pretty. His picture used to be up there. Josh, you in a hurry tonight? You got some place to go? All right. That guy. 
That is an attractive fucking man. He's right? got like a mini crow's feet, and he, that's fucking it. I wish I looked like that at 31 years old, let alone 71 years old. I hope they line up white-haired women for him, man. Where no, he's just like, I'm used to dating much younger than All this. the eligible women are going to be 65 years of age or older, and I'm sure they'll be unnaturally attractive as well. Right. He also was married for 43 years to his high school sweetheart who suddenly fell ill and died. Jesus Christ, can you make this guy any more attractive to women? You can do a staple in the Amex card to his forehead? <laughs> I'm sure his fucking wife on her deathbed was just like, you should marry someone else on television. <laughs> Find love on a reality show. <laughs> Good for him on so many levels and shit. Fuck, if I, I wish I looked like that at 52. That's what I'm saying. Good looking man. They should, if they're going to do old bachelor, do some old, broken down, busted ass Motherfucker who motherfucker. can't get fucking laid. Exactly. exactly. And, shit. and like dangle some cash in front of these broads. They... <laughs> Dude, come on, have a heart. Fuck this guy. That would be the show I would watch. I'm going to call it, come on, fuck this guy. No, I think the better title Coming is to ABC. have a heart, fuck this guy. <laughs> Coming to ABC this fall. C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Oh, look who's in the news. Justin fucking Bieber's in the news. Oh, yeah. Justin Bieber. Nobody fucking needs ya. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because you're a little cunt. That's right. Bad news for Justin Bieber, which just makes my fucking day, by the way. Back in 2020 in January, Justin Bieber entered the NFT market and bought himself the Bored Ape. You're familiar with the Bored yeah, Ape, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, that was very popular. Yes, it was. So popular, he paid $1.3 million for the Bored Ape. When was it? Uh, January of 2022 is okay, when so he purchased it. you're only talking it. about a year and change ago. Yeah, here's Justin and the Ape. You be the judge which one is which. <laughs> Uh, that was $1.2 million? $1.3 million in January of 2022. That's the uh, board AP purchased. It's a rare, rare piece. Very rare. Very rare. It turns out not so rare, actually. It sported a rarity rank of 9,810. I'm not familiar with the board AP NFT market, but apparently not that particularly rare. Mm. But the price has dropped. Oh, let me think. Just a little bit. Let me see. As of last week, it was worth $59,000. You can buy that now for $59,000. And he paid $1.3 million. So that $59,000 has been close to the point three of that fucking equation. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Like, yes. imagine if he paid point three and he's like, fuck, it's only worth $50,000. But he paid a million dollars over that. Yes. He needs to hook up with fucking Taylor Swift right away. Yes, he does. And get a loan. She has all the fucking money. Or fuck. go on the shithead bachelor. They're doing that <laughs> yes. on ABC sometime. Should we do a little geek news since we're down Let's here? Let's do it, man. We're here at Comic Con. Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kev. Geek news. We haven't talked since the uh, casting announcement for Superman Legacy. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I, I, the Lois Lane casting I like. I, I Rachel Brosnahan, of course, the marvelous I, Mrs. Maisel. I interviewed her at uh, Sundance for IMDb years back, and I thought she was really cool. She got spunk. Yeah. Much like Lois Lane, she got spunk. Yeah. Uh, how about this David Corn Sweat? Superman. Superman. He's Superman, yeah. Um, I, I'm unfamiliar with him, with but him? he looked pretty. He looked sure looks not like as him. pretty as the fucking Golden Bachelor, but still. Yeah, right? 
Uh, other casting we've been uh, informed about, Isabella Merced as, as Hawkgirl, Mr. Terrific as uh, Edie Gathegi, and Guy Gardner, of course, Greenlander as Nathan Fillion. But the one that really has me super excited is Anthony Carrigan, if any of you guys watched Barry. Barry, yeah. He's been cast as Metamorpho, the Elephant Man. That's dope. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Could it be more right? That's cool casting right there. That is awesome. And this will be the first time we've ever seen Metamorpho in film. I, I always think. loved that character yeah. as a kid, too. Rex. For those who aren't familiar, he's, he's, he's all made of elements, and he can change those elements to become pretty much anything he wants. Badass character. Yeah. So that's cool, man. That's yeah, so far, so good. I mean, they could, once the strike's over, maybe they can go back to work and make that movie. <laughs> maybe. But. Maybe we can all just imagine what the movie would be like. <laughs> yes. Uh, Netflix has announced Masters of the Universe, the live-action version, not going to happen at that streamer. Holy shit, and I got blamed for it. <laughs> I saw that online. There's a bunch of people on Twitter going, fucking thanks, Kevin Smith, like in the thanks Obama fucking voice and shit. <laughs> I was like, our cartoon, we have a sequel to our cartoon, Revolution. It's an animation on this side, live action over here. The two have nothing to do with each other. And the Variety article was just like, well, the budget was $200 million, and Netflix is like, we don't want to do that and shit. Because they and just somehow, took a hit recently because their numbers weren't quite yes, up to snuff. But the calculus online for a bunch of people were like, you fucking did it. Well done, fucking clerks boy and i'm like i have nothing to do with it man like our cartoon is still fucking happening we just had a panel on thursday and announced that hordak is being voiced by uh, the great fucking keith david oh my god what a great right, choice man. amongst many things the president on rick and morty that's awesome is uh is uh F Fisto coming back? That's just all I'm Fisto, well you're back. in it. You're fucking we you what? you played on the you forget that you fucking did a voice. No, Thanks was, a lot. I was just I was just looking for a little little stroke. That's all. Um, you we played a clip um of the opening one of the opening scenes the opening fight between uh, He Man and Scareglow, um it, and uh, in Subternia and you of uh, you, your voice and your joke. Played fucking huge. That's good to know. Want, yeah, it was fucking, it was dope, man. I mean, a little more, a little extra. A little more scratch. Yeah, yeah. good. It's good to know. Speaking of superheroes, Warner Brothers uh, in trouble with their Aquaman sequel, according to sources who know what they're talking about. Another fucking thing that people online are like, well done, Kevin That's your Smith. fault, too? Yeah, because of fucking Entourage. Remember Entourage? <laughs> oh, right. They joke that fucking, like, Kevin Smith was writing it and shit. Yeah. Still, to this day, people come up to me, they're like, I hear you're writing Aquaman 2, and this is before Aquaman 1 even happened and shit. I was like, they didn't even make an Aquaman fucking 1. How could I be writing 2? But yeah, people. It's fucking... funny that Aquaman was the joke of that series, and then it became the most successful of all the DC comic book. Made movies. it over a billion dollars yes. that movie. So they're very precious about the sequel, as you can imagine. And so they've gone through non-stop test screenings, and they've done three different sets of reshoots, and they're waiting to do another. So apparently, they have to wait till the strike is over to do yet another set of reshoots. And Jason uh, Momoa like has. He didn't diss the movie, but he was like, I tried to give them ideas, and they said no. They're not interested, yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of trouble with this. They've gone through two different Batmans in it as well. Apparently, Michael Keaton was in it at one point, yep. and they replaced him with Ben Affleck, and then Warner said, well, we don't want to promise people Ben Affleck is Batman because he's not going to be anymore. So, so now they're cutting them both now out. Now they're cutting them all completely out. These are the movies I want to see. I want to see all that cut footage, man. Right? Yeah, fuck. So we'll have to wait and see. 
And speaking of Comic-Con, if you guys saw this or not, they're talking about it a lot on the convention floor, but uh, Comic-Con taking to the seas in 2025. Have you heard about this? No. What you haven't heard about Comic-Con the cruise? I've heard about uh, the Jay and Silent Bob cruise askew, which we'll both be on. What? It's on screens all over the fucking place. They stole the idea from they you. They did, man. Comic-Con has announced they're going to be doing Comic-Con the cruise, a full ship charter that goes from Tampa, Florida to the Mexican island of Cozumel, and it's happening in February of 2025 for the first time. So if you'd like to experience Comic-Con on the sea, then uh, you can do Comic-Con the Cruise, which is great because the celebrities can't get away from you. Because (laughs) they'd have to jump overboard, and they're much too vain to do that. Their Hall H will be much smaller on that boat. I can imagine it will. But depending on who they get, how cool would it be if you could hang out with, you know, Patrick Stewart by the pool? Put some sunscreen on me or something. <laughs> It'd be great. Um, what is, so will they have a, like a sales floor? They're the going to have a sales floor. They're going to have uh, uh, um, events. They're going to have panels. They're going to have Q&As and signings and autograph sessions and f- photo sessions. So it's not a bad idea. Where did you say it leaves from? Uh, Tampa, Florida. Why wouldn't it leave from San Diego? Right? Well, San Diego's not close to Mexico, Kevin. That's ridiculous. (laughs) What are you, insane? I know. What was I thinking? I don't know why would they leave from Tampa. Let me me double check myself here. Oh, too far. Too far. Um, Tampa to the Mexico out of Cozumel. Yeah. Aboard the Royal Caribbean Serenade of the Seed. Of the seed. Seas. <laughs> no, not the seed. Just the Serenade seed. of the seed is something we do backstage after the <laughs> yes. show. Yes. Um, four, what is it, five days? Uh, September days. 5th, uh, February 5th through the 9th. Four days, yeah. Cut them off. <laughs> Cut you off. In a car when he drives home. And lastly, thank you to Matthew King for sending this to us. This is, uh, this is AI used right. This is AI used. They asked um, AI to come up with, if you were casting the DC movies in the golden age of Hollywood, what these characters would look like. Have you seen the results? No. It's kind of ridiculous. Let's burn through them real quick. And we start with the first one, Superman. Rock Hudson is Superman. Oh, shit. It's pretty cool. They should have put that in the flash. <laughs> Next up, Humphrey Bogart is Batman. It's kind of dope. Yeah, she... I'm going to stop crime because my parents were killed. <laughs> I'd watch that. Totally. Next up, Wonder Woman Catherine Hepburn as, as Wonder Woman. Interesting. I come from an island of all women. <laughs> we have bracelets that you can bounce bullets off of. I'd watch that. Uh, next up. Yeah. yeah. Gregory Peck as Aquaman. I'm underwater. Next up, Gene Kelly is the Flash. Oh, that's adorable. Right? Yeah. He can dance and stuff. He's yeah. fast. Next up, James Cagney is the Joker. Holy shit. What a How good cool idea. How would that be? And why, why is... Mm, yeah. Mm, you dirty bat. Mm. Mm. Nice. Oh, top of the world, Harley. Mm. Nice. Yeah. See? Next up. Betty Davis is Harley Quinn. Oh, my God. Be pretty cool. This is a cool concept. That's what I'm talking about. Recasting from the golden age of Hollywood. What's up next? 
Rita Hayworth as Poison Ivy. Wow. Really nice. Sexiest actress of the 40s playing the sexiest villain of Batman. What's up next, Josh? Catwoman. You got Audrey Hepburn, of course, the classic Audrey Hepburn. Great fucking choice. This is badass. They should do this as a comic at least. Right? And then my favorite, my personal favorite, Chuck Heston as Green Lantern. Oh, shit. What would that sound like? Ah. <laughs> In brightest day. <laughs> Ah, a darkest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might. worship evil's might beware, my, beware power. my power. Green lanterns, light. Green lanterns. ah, <laughs> right? How great would that be? Dr. Zayas. Ah. That was a good fucking idea that somebody came up with, man. That's what I'm that was saying. Fun to see. That's AI as our friend, not yeah. as our enemy. Truly, but that, yeah. it starts like that, and then it fucking takes over. <laughs> That's sure. right, yes. All right, before we say goodnight, boys and girls, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. You've been an amazing audience, kids. We've got one last bit of business. Of course, we have to talk about the enormous penis of Liam Neeson. That's one of our favorite things to talk about. Oh, we can't help but wonder How big is Liam Neeson's cock? Wie groß is Liam Neeson's penis? That's right. Liam Neeson, famously one of the biggest penises in Hollywood, and each week you guys send in facts about his penis. You can send us facts about his penis or anything you want to at hbopodcast at aol.com. Don't mock, we still use AOL. The oldest fucking email address on the planet. But no one else is using it. It's great. We're all alone over there at AOL. No one bothers us. It's lovely. That's true. Nobody uses HBO either. I'm surprised you haven't changed it to max <laughs> at aol.com. Max podcast. Um, before we get to jump in, let's just all take a moment and appreciate this is the last bit that we'll ever do at Hollywood Babylon at Comic-Con 2023, man. Wow. That's how we end it. See? Let's savor this. When you're a drinker, you get emotional about That's these true, kind of yeah. things. That's true, yeah. Like an unnecessary. I fucking emotional. love you, man. <laughs> yes. No, this is the last. No, fuck, no, fuck, no, fuck. This is the last fucking bit we're fucking ever going to do it at a Comic Con 2023, man. Let's just fucking, let's just fucking <laughs> let that fucking soak in. I love you, man. I fucking love you. I wish you were that kind of drunk. That'd be amazing. Uh, before we dive into that, too, kids, uh, how many people are taking pictures of me and Ralph after this? Put your hands together. This guy's going to cut me off. Uh, how many picture people want to join that fucking picture line with me and Ralph? Put your hands together. You can jump over to the booth and you can add photos and come up and take pictures with us after the thing's all done and shit like that. We're going to have, as soon as we go upstairs, we're doing this posy thing. We're wearing pants this time? We will wear pants. Yeah, no right. butt chugging allowed. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? Marvel announced today at Comic-Con it will play Galactus in the new Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Breaking fucking, news. That'll bring everybody back to Marvel for sure. Yes, it will. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? Liam's neighbors asked him not to sunbathe on the roof any longer. Their plants are dying. I think we have a picture of that of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> backyard there's not doing well. It's like the opening of Star Wars and shit. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. Sadly, Liam was also fired from his job as an air traffic controller. I think we have a picture of that as well. <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. It once ate an entire birthday cake all by itself before its friends could tell it there was a stripper inside. <laughs> Sad. Always sad when strippers die. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? His explosions are more powerful than Oppenheimer's. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of Comic Con 2023, have you had a good time this evening? Thank you so much for hanging with us. We truly appreciate it. We couldn't have a show without you, but there is no show with the man, uh, without the man sitting to my left. Give it up for the amazing, the legendary Ralph fucking Garman. Let's hear it from my bestest babble brother and buddy, Mr. Kevin Smith. And a big shout out for Dr. Josh Roush. And that is Hollywood Babylon for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Babble the fuck off. Good night, San Diego. Give it up for Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. This has been a Smodco Internet production. Sip only at smodcast.com.